Welcome back to He's Abroad. This is Jason here in Brooklyn, joined as always by John, who is abroad in New Zealand. What's going on, John? Summertime. We're starting to get there. Starting to get nicer. Starting to start to get a little warmer, even though you still get a bunch of rain. But yeah, we're getting there. It's a good time to be in the Southern Hemisphere. I put on the winter coat for the first time on Thursday. It was uh, pretty low. It was in like the 30s. Although by the time I got out and by the time I was heading home, it was already back to like the 40s slash low 50. Didn't really need the winter coat. It was a little overkill. And uh, now we're we're hovering around 58 or so Fahrenheit. You know, the correct uh, way to measure temperature. I only measure temperature in Fahrenheit and Kelvin. <laughs> so, so what is it in Kelvin? I I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it is either. Look, the only reason uh, why I you, you want to guess, you want to guess, it's re- it's a high number. I'll tell you that. Let's see. Yeah. Go yeah. Ahead. Well, all I know is that the, the the nicest thing about Celsius is that I believe zero is freezing, and a hundred is boiling. I believe mm-hmm. that's the way Celsius works which is why it's convenient. But it is hard when it's like, is it 12 degrees or 18 degrees? What does that mean when you've been looking at Fahrenheit all your life? (laughs) So 58 degrees Fahrenheit, what do you think that is in Kelvin? 100 and something, right? Nope, 287. 287, wow. Hot. Yeah. Kelvin like starts at a certain number, like zero is 255. And then it's like, it kind of goes up from there. It's like, or it's, it's based on like absolute zero. Yes. That's what the, that's what the general idea of Kelvin is. So yes. I'm sure people are fascinated by this. They love, they love to know about all the, the only thing I know it. about Kelvin is emission of light. And that is a visual effects nerd thing. <laughs> hmm. All right. Yeah. So like, I know that we measure, we measure light in Kelvins at the company I work at. So a lot of our tools work in Kelvin. So I know if I'm doing fire simulations, I get a mission around a nice light emission around 1900, 2000 Kelvin. Yeah. Now the, the measure, the measure of, uh, of heat in the, if you're going to measure like spiciness yeah. is, uh, the Scoville. Yes. Scale. Yeah. So you can measure something in Scovilles. Yes. That's fun. Because of, I believe ghost peppers are X amount of Scovilles, right? Uh, yeah, it could be. So it's like, Zero is non-pungent. So this is the scale on Wikipedia. Zero to 700 is non-pungent. 700 to 3,000 is mildly pungent. 3,000 to 25,000 is moderately pungent. Three And 25,000 to 70,000 is highly pungent. Anything over 80,000 is very highly pungent. Here we go. Here's some peppers. So here's some examples for you. A ghost pepper. Yes. It's very high. Where the hell is this? It's... Uh, Ghost pepper is considered high. It's a million. There you go. A million yeah. SHU. It's hot. It's pungent. It is. <laughs> yeah, very pungent. That, that's beyond the pungent measure. So, yeah, there, there's a bunch of peppers. The most most law enforcement grade pepper spray is in here as like 1,500,000 to 3 million. Like it's in that range. Um, there's the Trinidad moruga scorpion these peppers look terrifying got a picture of these things these look like they will just light your ass up like no no doubt so these these are like small they, they oh, look yeah. like they got a bit of a punch yeah There's, they do look at those seeds Ooh. the carolina reaper 
Yep, that's that a hot one. one. That one. Then Dragon Breath. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I've no had joke. Carolina Reaper. I've had Ghost Peppers. I've yeah. Hottest pepper in the world is the Carolina Reaper with 1.6 million scovels, right? I guess. Damn. Yeah. Damn. Some scary stuff out there. Be careful yep. what you eat. Careful what you <laughs> eat. Don't accept peppers from strangers. That's a pretty good rule of thumb. Yeah. You know? Unless you could take it. If you could take it, oh, then go for so, it. So the Carolina Reaper is a crossbreed between the really nastily hot La Soufiere pepper from the Caribbean mm. island of St. Vincent and the Naga Viper pepper from Pakistan. So we took the Middle East with the Caribbean and smashed together. And is named Reaper due to the shape of its tail. It's been scary. described as having a fruity taste, with the initial bite being sweet and then immediately and then immediately turning into molten lava. <laughs> <laughs> It's like a habanero. Oh my god! My favorite. What's your opinion on uh, Buffalo Wild Wings? Do you have an opinion on Buffalo? Wild Wings? Uh, uh, what is it? B Dubs, right? That's what they call it. If you're an asshole, uh, yeah. Um, Buffalo Wild Wings is okay. It's been a long time since I've had Buffalo Wild Wings. I used to go there for like for like watch sports. Isn't there one in Brooklyn? There's one that's yes, that's right there's by one the, in Atlantic Terminal. Yes, yes, that's the one I remember. I remember going there and watching. We watched something. I don't know. You might not have been with me, but I watched some nope. sporting event there. Never been to that. Uh, wait, maybe I've been there one time. It was before the Barclays like... Center was built. It was as it was being built, this Buffalo Wild Wings popped up. It's by where that Target is, I believe. What's inside of yep, that Atlantic? Best Buy. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. They're they're open. They're doing they're doing indoor dining there as well. Because I was in uh, when I was at Target last week, I guess I walked by it. Um. Yeah. Buff, uh, Buffalo Wild Wings, not bad. I I like them. They they taste good. We went yeah, um, Wing Night. Wing Night was a thing. Uh, which we would go to quite often uh, back in back in my college days in Buffalo. Buffalo. So Buff- Buffalo approved. Is Buffalo I, Wild I Wings think. from Buffalo or is it just the Buffalo Wings? Like, Because that's the thing, right? The Buffalo Wing originated in Buffalo, New York. But Buffalo Wild Wings probably started, you know, uh, let's anywhere. See. <laughs> Found, it was uh, founded in Columbus, Ohio. There you go. Yeah, it makes sense. It's so, you know, a little, Atlanta, little bit of, so. a little bit of cultural appropriation. But sure, of course. Still good, and, and honestly, close enough. That's <laughs> what I'll say. Yeah, that's, again, know, contra- like controversial Wayne. opinion yes. to anybody listening from Buffalo, and I'll I'll cross check that controversy with uh, with my friends out there. But uh, yeah, I'm going to say close enough. All right, close enough, and they're pretty good. But the mango habanero is actually my favorite flavor, and that's one again. You you describe it. It starts off sweet, fruity, delicious, and then it just comes in with a vengeance. I'll tell you, like, you know what? No. I'd I'd break my no meat eating streak for a nice bucket of hot wings because <laughs> you don't yeah. get hot wings down here. I told like look at it, no, this. no buffalo wings. No, nah, like you don't like the one time I had hot wings. Here was like a full chicken wing. So like they're called little drumettes oh, that you can buy, the, but they, they got don't. The, uh, they got the tips. Yeah, they, they like, don't actually like make style. Like, yeah, they don't. But again, like the it's just not the same. Like it's not Buffalo Wild Wings. It's not Wingstop. Like I would love just a nice bucket of flats. Flats are my favorite. I love flats. What are the flats? I don't know. The flat oh, part. The, so you um, the drumsticks, the, right? The wing and part, the actual gotcha, flats. Yeah. The wing part. I I would order all flats from from um, Wingstop, right? And they normally give you a little discount too when you get flats because a lot of people don't like the flats. But the flats, I feel like you can eat a whole flat by just pinching the end of it and just pop. All of it, all the meat comes off. All flats is delicious. Delicious. 
It's pretty good. I, I don't remember where it was, if it's there or somewhere oh, else. Man, but this has made actually, me been, insanely hungry for hot wings. <laughs> we'll look at they the, actually, look at uh, the Buffalo Wild Wings menu. Oh, well, there's this guy, uh, this guy Kenji on YouTube who has like apparently the best way to make wings, to make hot wings at home. So maybe that's your move. My, my cousin makes them all the time. You know who makes this great wings is Ponderosa. Did you ever have Ponderosa? I don't no. know if Ponderosa still exists, but Ponderosa used to make great like breaded chicken is wings. It, is it? Wait a minute. It's not this, is it? I type in Ponderosa, and the first suggestion is Ponderosa and Bonanza Steakhouses. No. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't, say, like, Ponderosa restaurant might not be open anymore. Um, let's see. Looking at uh, maybe it, no, this looks like it. Was it Ponderosa Steakhouse? Maybe again, it's been such a long time since Ponderosa was a thing because I think most of the Ponderosas have closed down. Yeah, there you go. So, like, chapter 11 bankruptcy, like, yeah, like this thing's kind of a mess. Um, so now they're owned and they're acquired Johnny Rockets, Fat Burger, all these places were sort of under the same Midwestern, Midwestern chain of places that you go eat between Dayton, Ohio, Indiana, and Michigan. <laughs> so. Uh, they they still got some locations though. Um, nowhere that's convenient. Yeah, but again, those chicken wings were good. So like, yeah, they, it looks like the closest wings. Ponderosa to me is in I believe that's Syracuse or where is that? That's there oh, you go. Geneva. Yeah, yeah. So if you type in Ponderosa chicken wings, there's an image on Pinterest that has these wings. These wings were good. They weren't they weren't buffalo style wings and they weren't hot wings. They oh. were just good breaded chicken wings. I mean, the be- the best wings that I've ever had are at Duff's. Duff's in Buffalo is. I, I believe it. The yeah. best. Buffalo. That's it's the best. That's it's unbelievable. Where That's where they come from. Yeah. Now, there's two places. I mean, there, there's Anchor Bar, which is where the Buffalo Wing was originated. And there's Duff's. And they're both excellent. Now, you go to Anchor Bar for the history and their spicy barbecue sauce, which is the shit. And you go to Duff's if you just want the best overall wing. They have like these mutant-sized, enormous wings. And they serve it in like these wood bowls. Oh, God. It was so good. Oh, so man, good. Now, I want wings. I, and, oh. and I want to eat because... <laughs> Uh, I haven't eaten since about, it's about almost six o'clock now. I haven't eaten since about 10, 1030 when I took you up on your challenge and I made vegan French toast. Oh, nice. So how did it go? I didn't like it. No, it was okay. Oh, okay. okay. Fair enough. <laughs> it was fine. I ate it all. All right. Um, yeah, it didn't stop more, you from eating it, but yeah. it's more complicated. Well, here's the thing. Maple syrup makes anything bearable. Okay. That's a, it's a general rule of thumb. Okay. If you have a well-done steak, if you, if you cooked your steak too much, you pour some maple syrup on it, it'll probably taste better. If you, so there's more hoops to jump through to make a vegan French toast than one would originally suspect. No, I, I would expect that there'd be some hoops to jump through that then you eventually have to learn. Like vegan food is you have to try a couple of things, right? Especially when you're used to eat. I mean, original French toast recipe is easy. But it, it's going to take you a couple of tries to nail one that you like. So I'm not surprised it was a little more complicated. That does not surprise me. The bread, the bread is a tough is a tough one because I couldn't use the only bread I had was brioche. So you can't use that because that's eggs. So I need a I need a dairy free bread. So I went with sourdough. I think that's a good choice. Um, I, I probably made the mistake of staling it overnight like I would normally do mm. with a uh, with a bread because it's already kind of kind of thick and fortified so i don't need to stale it to make it more fortified so that that kind of limited the absorption it could do so you definitely still had that sourdough taste when i was eating it also the batter to uh, the custard to absorb uh you were limited by you know you can't use eggs right Mm -hmm. and then on the pan you can't use butter so so i had to get a plant-based butter which 
apparently most of those are used use avocado oil, so I needed to stay away from that stuff because yeah. I don't think I'd have a reaction, but I didn't want to risk it because I have a mild avocado allergy, which sucks because I love avocado and I, I have a big guac. Did, did you not think of like using like an olive oil-based butter? Yeah, that's what I found. So that's what I found. They have they have one that was like the others. That was the other option, but it was like one little thing. It was like all made by the same company, and it was like avocado, 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 olive. Yeah, sure, like, perfect. Olive oil, done. Um, so had to use that, and that stuff s- smells like shit. Like it's bad. It's, like, <laughs> it's yeah. Just I'm, not- I'm assuming because the one that we get here is very good. I cannot t- tell there's between butter. Well, you can't believe Personally. it's not butter. Yeah, it's not it's not margarine. It's actually like an olive spread, but it, olive oil spread, but it tastes fine. Yeah. yeah. So there was that. Uh, but yeah, the, so the way to make the custard that I found, I did not use that shirtless dudes video. <laughs> I just thought I just thought that was hilarious. And I so the mix was this. It was uh, so a plant based milk. Fine. I used oat milk because I always have oat milk. I like oat milk. It tastes good. Uh, Oatly, of course. Shout out. They don't sponsor us. No one does. Maybe they should. So I used oatly milk. Then this recipe called for um, adding in chickpea flour. So I had to go to two grocery stores to find this stuff. Yep. And now I have a lot of chickpea flour that I don't know what I'm going to use it for. There's other uses for chickpea flour. You can I'm flour. sure there are. I just don't know them. Then uh, it asked, this was the weird part, which I could definitely taste, which was a um, nutritional nutritional yeast yep okay yeah so i put that in there what which nutritional yeast did you get did you get bragg's did it come in a yellow like a yellow and red container it was in like a tube it was like a in a tube plastic like a, tube. Like a plastic like almost like a parmesan cheese tube yeah exactly something right. like that it was it and was it bragg's i have no idea i don't know it's on the other side of my apartment that's it's too far away I'll yes. never find I mean, you it. can get up and get it. I'm sure people would I could. know. You want to know? Get it. Go get it. Yes. All right. Go get it. All right. Give me a vamp for 30 seconds. That's fine. So, like, the thing with nutritional yeast, like, nutritional yeast is great if you want to fake scrambled eggs, right? You get some tofu. You get some nutritional yeast. You get some cumin. You get some turmeric. Um, you get some some salt that's, um, forget it's black salt, I believe, or something that's a little more sulfuric to give it a bit of that egg taste. And that's how you can completely replace scrambled eggs. Um, but I'm also not picky. So if you really like the taste of scrambled eggs, it's going to taste different. That's what most, All right. that's the problem. Back. And most people who have vegan recipes, I'm talking to people here. Most people with vegan recipes, right? They're trying to replace something, right? So like, that's the problem with fake meat is you're trying to replace bacon. It's never going to taste like bacon. So like, you have to stop thinking about like, well, I, I need bacon. Like you have to just think it's a different type of food. You're eating something different. So that's it. Continue. So this, so yes, it's brag. Okay, good. So you you got the official stuff, not some knockoffs. Okay, continue. Yeah, you can taste it because it's got a bit of a it's a bit of a cheesy taste, but not really. Like it's got a bit of gritty. It's got like a grit to it. You know. So yeah, added some of that stuff. Uh, Two tablespoons of maple syrup for you know because you you always want to add a little bit of sweetness. And then that was all the recipe called for. I added vanilla because you have to. Like, come on, what, what kind of, let me tell you something. Now, now I'm talking to people. If you're making French toast custard and you don't have vanilla in your recipe and you don't have vanilla in there, add it. It'll change your life. That's the difference between, between good French toast and yours. All right. That's the difference. Fix it. Fix your shit. So that was it. That was the custard. Soaked it in, made it, put down that plant-based butter on the, on the skillet. 
cooked it, looked the part, definitely looked the part, looked pretty, got a good Instagram the, shot of it. And that's probably what the nutritional yeast helped with was the coloring. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You can taste it a little bit. Yeah. Um, but nutritional sure. yeast is good. I use it all the time. It's good. Okay. It's what good you, for other things, for? You just, right? you just season shit with it? Well, as I was explaining to the people, right? Like, if you want to make, like, tofu scramble, just kind of replacing scrambled eggs, right? You mm-hmm. use nutritional yeast. Because, again, I'm, I'm a big egg fan, right? Like, I, I used to grow up eating three, four eggs a day. I like eggs. Brag nutritional yeast seasoning. Provide great taste and nutrition when added to a wide variety of foods and recipes. Yes, and a lot of- soup, dip, spreads, cereals, pop- Cereals. Yeah, a lot of a lot of vegans use it because it's got B12 in it. And if there's one thing mm. that vegans are missing is B12 because that comes from normally comes from meat. Um, but B12, and that's why a lot of vegans complain about low energy when you first start, and it's because you're missing B12 from your diet. It's supposed to be cheese-like. Maybe that's why I wasn't a fan. It is. It's supposed to be a little cheese-like. So that's why you kind of use it to change. Like if you're making like a queso dip, right? Mm-hmm. you'll put nutritional yeast in it. Or if you're trying to sprinkle some, like it gives a bit of a cheesier Parmesan-like flavoring to it. That's what it's supposed to do. Because vegan cheese is the worst on earth. Just be very honest. It's the one thing that vegans haven't figured out yet is that vegan cheese is normally pretty. It takes a while to get acquired to it, but it's pretty gross. It's not like regular cheese. It just isn't. You need to get Impossible on board to make Impossible cheese. Yeah, the Impossible meat stuff's easy to make, but cheese is a tough one. When they crack vegan cheese, they'll probably be all right because that's the one thing that's missing. <laughs> So. so anyway, so I made this these thick sliced sourdough vegan French toast. I ate it all. Yep. And uh But you wouldn't I'm make it again. Gonna, Fair enough. Nope. If I made it again, I'd definitely have to change some stuff. This didn't Fair this didn't well, quite look, work. Maybe I should try a maybe I should try a vegan because I'm not a big French toast guy. Maybe I should maybe I should I should try one and, and then if I come up with a recipe, I'll give it to you and you can tell me if it's good or not. All right. I mean I'd sooner make the uh peanut butter vegan pancakes. Because those yeah. were good. Yeah, Those but again, good. the problem the problem is that I'm not a picky I'm not picky at all in the least. Uh-huh. I think the only thing that I don't like is beetroot, and even well, that, if you disguise that's it, very close specific. Enough, that's what I mean. Like, I'm not picky at all. I'll eat almost anything. Mm. Um, but beetroot's rough. That's a rough one. I can't do it. We never got durian in our travels. Yeah, and it's because durian everywhere you go, there's signs that said, "Don't you open this in my hotel, you monster." So yeah, just. Yeah, and it's always scared me that it just smells like smells like farts. Yeah, but apparently it's very good. Allegedly, it's the king of fruit. But taste, but taste and smell are are linked. So if it smells like ass, you're gonna taste a little bit of ass. Yeah, but right? apparently durian's very good. It's the most powerful fruit you can you can get in Breath of the Wild. <laughs> so fair enough. Right? When you're making yeah. the when you're crafting the stuff, you get a bunch of durian and you crush everybody. I remember that. I guess. I guess so. It's like the maximum health that you can get was getting five durians or something and making a potion out of it. So, yeah. Well, I still got a shit ton of sourdough, so I'll probably use it again to make a normal French toast tomorrow. Fair enough. Yeah. Because um, cool. the bread is good. I got I got a sourdough from Whole Foods, and it was actually pretty solid. Been uh, toasting that up. Sourdough, not the most unhealthy bread in the world, so that's good. Yeah, it's the bread everyone made during lockdown. <laughs> I've never, I've never made a bread before. Never made. A bread. Yeah, that's the bread that everyone tried to make. You get your sourdough yes, starter do. and you go nuts. Apparently, this is this is they what they do. They do have a flatbread recipe, like a cast iron flatbread recipe on the uh, on the chickpea flour hmm. bag. So yeah, look I at might, the chickpea so I might flour. It's like you can make. There's a couple of recipes of things you can make. Um, you can, can make, make chickpeas. Can I reverse engineer yeah, chickpea flour frittatas? tortillas 
Um, yeah, 45 chickpea flour recipe. So there's stuff you can make. It's just, again, I'm not a picky eater. So you I'll know the critical anything. question, right? Can I make chickpea flour pancakes? You can make double chocolate chickpea flour cookies. Okay, now you're talking. Vegan <laughs> chickpea flour pancakes. Do I try this Look, shit next? If there's one thing that vegans can do well, it's desserts. Like actual desserts, like cakes and stuff. Like you don't even, t- I can't tell the difference, but I'm also not a big sweets person, right? So yeah, sweet vegan chickpea flour pancakes. Um, that's what I'm, yeah, that's what I'm looking at right now. I'm okay, gonna, uh, let, me, let me see what the recipe is here. Let me see what I have when I don't have. All you need, all you need. Chickpea flour, sea salt, baking powder, sweetener of choice, water. I got all those things. That's it. No oil. That's a lie. No eggs. Fair enough. No dairy, no grains. Okay. If you say so. Yeah, I might give these a shot. I even have some blueberries. I'll throw some blueberries in those things. Make some uh, vegan blueberry pancakes. I'll go vegan this weekend for breakfast. Yeah, I did I, have I just, bacon yeah. with my vegan French toast. Which is, which again, which is fine. But I, I that just was think not yeah. part of the challenge. The challenge No, was it's not. But again, I'm not, I'm not asking. Vegan you. French toast. Again, I think the bacon is more of the problem with being a member of the tribe than anything else. But it's, it's, it's yeah, like it, it is what it is. Like, you know, I think just people should try to eat more plant-based meals because it's just a different way of eating. Um, but I'm not going to stop you from eating bacon. I guess that's people what seem to like this. Uh, yeah. Probably uh, I'm going to give this a shot. Yeah, but just know that vegans do go through, and they tend to give thumbs up to everything because they're they're uh, you know even when stuff is gross, they tend to not be very honest. Like yeah, there's chickpea crepes, right? And it's always like the same woman on these websites. <laughs> so it's like it's always just like, hi, I'm Kareen, and you know whatever. I'm going to make vegan reels, and then she tells a story about. This is what I hate about you go to recipes, and it's like 30 pages of the story. About it's like, for the ads, I've told you this. Before. Yes, is that why chickpea flour healthy? And then, like before you actually get to the recipe, it's like I've scrolled down like half of you know half a book just to get to the recipe card. So, well, before we get off this and get into the news, um, I, I will mention that uh, Arlen had some feedback. It's been a while since she's wrote something, maybe but she keeps listening. So she said, "By the way." The morality part of veganism these days is more environmental than it is humane. Absolutely. John makes a I good agree. point about factory farming, which is the problem, but that is also about the environment. It is. She's 100% right. And honestly, I would say if you told me to pick one, it's more on the environmental side because it's amazing, right? Animals and farming are the biggest polluters in our environment by far. Um, the emissions that are needed and the amount of damage to the water supply and what it takes to actually raise cattle at the speed that we raise them is why our environment's a bit of a mess. And because more people, meat's affordable, right? So before, meat wasn't affordable. So a lot of a lot of um, cultures ate plant-based just out of the cost, where now meat is extremely affordable. So more people want meat. There's more of a desire for meat. And so it raises up your mission. So she's 100% correct. That is probably the bigger argument to go plant-based diet more than hey the animals are cute it's more of like hey do we need to raise the animals at the rate that we raise them in order to feed everyone so yeah 100 percent. as always arlen's 100 percent correct fair enough fair enough uh i don't want to do any what aboutism but what about <laughs> isn't it true that cashew farming in california like uses a shit ton of water almonds like, almonds are almonds very almonds water. that's it Almonds yeah. are very water, but still, almonds are still less water. Like, if you look at the charts, like, the water that you need for factory farming is, like, twice as amount of what you need for almonds. But almonds, yes, you're 100% correct. Almond farming is very, very water-intensive. 
cashews grow on like trees as like little like they come off the end yeah of yeah the i root. mixed it up it's, really I mixed it up. it's very weird <laughs> way that way that cashews grow is it's terrifying almonds are fine i think almonds are like the most older overrated nut do you unless, i disagree un- unless they're in pastry form in which case welcome to the party i mean toasted almonds are delicious what are you talking about i think the most overrated nut is the cashew nut because it's super expensive and it's okay I really, again, I like cashews, peanuts, almonds, macadamias, Brazilian nuts are all fine, but the most overrated nut is the cashew. Okay. Almonds are used for almond butter, almond milk. Like, I think almonds are used in a lot. Cashews, really expensive. I'm just talking about in pure nut form. In pure nut form? Yeah, I agree. I I think the cashew, I disagree. I still think the cashew is the most overrated. Cashews are delicious. They're overrated. Okay. If you say so. Actually, hazelnut is the most underrated, in my opinion. Yeah, see, hazelnut to me is okay. It's a, by its by itself, hazelnuts ah. When you mix hazelnut with chocolate, you get Nutella. <laughs> so that's different. That's magic. That's magic. That's the good stuff right there. All right, let's get into some news here. We got a few stories. I haven't read any of them. I only read the headlines. To be perfectly honest, I kind of scrambled these together, but they all sounded fun. So let's uh, so let's get into it, shall we? Sure. Your options are. Watermelon, puppies, and COVID. <laughs> We're going to do COVID, watermelons, and puppies. We're going to start with COVID so we can get it over with. We're going to move on All to right. watermelons, and then we're going to get into the puppies. Okay. Reading from Life Science Industries News, I guess. Anti-COVID-19 nasal spray is ready for, he- for use in humans. Here we go. Right? This report done yesterday. A nasal spray to provide protection against the COVID-19 virus has been formulated by researchers at the University of Birmingham, UK, using materials already cleared for use in humans. A team in the university's Healthcare Technologies Institute formulated the spray using compounds already approved by regulatory bodies in the UK, Europe, and the US, and widely used in medical devices, medicines, and even food products. This means that the normal procedures to take a new product to market are simplified, and the nasal spray could could be commercially available very quickly. The formulation consists of an antiviral agent. Oh, fuck. uh, Boy, what is is this? This doesn't even look like a letter. I think that's an A, but it looks like the Half-Life logo. A a carrageenan, a gelin polysaccharide this is why you should read the articles before you (laughs) Eh, it's more fun this way both of which are already manufactured by the pharmaceutical to pharmaceutical grade a preprint study not yet peer-reviewed describes cells cell culture that tested the ability of the formulation to inhibit covid19 infection these studies showed the formulation can deliver significant minimum of p less than 0.05 don't know what that means suppression of infection in a in cell structure challenged by lot virus compared to untreated controls in effect seen up to 48 hours and when diluted many times university of binghamton has uh, enterprise has filed a patent application covering the sprayable antiviral formulas for use in as an oral, nasal, or multi-surface spray, and is now seeking to license the patent to an organization that is committed to manufacturing a con- a consumer product and managing its distribution and its distribution it to the widest possible audience. That sentence was read as it was written, just to be clear. So you get it. They got a nasal spray. They got a spray. They got an anti. They got an anti-COVID nineteen spray. What I didn't 
mentioned today is that the uh, Moderna also had a new vaccine that was uh, that had a reviewed study and stats, which is 95% uh, effective. Like the Pfizer vaccine, it requires two doses spread about a month apart. Unlike Pfizer's vaccine, it doesn't have to have that extreme refrigeration uh, that that needs to keep it good, right? So the so the distribution complications are minimized to an extent. So this is cool. I think it's cool that we're finally. I, I feel like this is very optimistic, and that we're starting to see the end of. We're starting to see some light at the end of the tunnel. The light by at the end of the tunnel for those that don't live in New Zealand. Because COVID yeah. is hitting the U.S. harder than it ever has. It's hitting uh, everywhere with, pretty hard as well. We're like, getting Tor- the highest I just read cases. That Toronto is going into a 28-day lockdown, which is nuts. Yeah, I I can't. I don't understand the lockdown thing. I feel like I do. I understand that 100. percent It's just you Americans won't do it, so it's not worth doing in the states. It's gone. The states is done. Like it's it's just gonna go through the states because you because Americans for some reason can't just sit in their house for a month. And and the government can't figure out how to actually support them to doing it because we did it here in New Zealand for three weeks and we pretty much stopped any sort of major outbreak. Like it works, like especially if you're in a city that's got five, six million people, which I'm not sure how many people in Toronto, probably more than that. Right. Um, you can look that up as I'm filibustering. Here. Got it. But again, lockdowns work if you actually do them. Like you can't do it halfway and then go, well, I'm tired of being locked down and I'm not going to wear a mask. I'm not going to do any of these things after you do the lockdown. That's I mean, look, New York City did a lockdown, right? You guys did probably the most strict lockdown in the U.S. and it worked for a while. The problem is that the rest of the rest of everywhere else around New York City wasn't going to do this. And that's why it's a disaster still. Two point nine three million as of twenty seventeen in Toronto. Now, the thing is, though, with New York, we've been out of lockdown. Everything's been open. And we still have one of the lowest, um, the lowest infection rates in the country. So it works. And but, it works. but no, that, but yes, but the other thing is that yes, but no, masked up everywhere, masks are everywhere. <laughs> right. But this is kind of my and, point is that the only reason why you need masks is because New York is still such a large city, and you still have people coming into New York from other places. The masks help from it constantly spreading, but the U.S. has done such a bad job with contact tracing and being able to tell where the virus is coming from. And so many places have just given up. They just kind of shrug their shoulders and go, well, this is against our freedom. We can't lock down again because you never really locked down in the first place is the problem. You gave it like two weeks before people started saying my freedoms. And now now that's why you are tired of it than ever. Yes. And you got half the country believing Trump by saying we're rounding the corner and it's all good. But look, if you can't, convince people to do that stuff and the only way you're going to get these dummies on board is to save them with science that they don't believe in then it's like the most american way of dealing with this it really is because we deal with the same thing with like weight loss right in the states it's like hey you know you can actually eat less and exercise or you can just take these magic pills and it'll fix it for you i'll take the pills please (laughs) it's like the most american way of dealing with any problem of just and there's medicine and, and science that I can just take, right? That's just going to allow me to not change any of my behavior. Just give me that, and I'll be fine. It's how we deal with everything in America. Just you want is. those immediate? You want those immediate yes. results, right? I don't want to put yes. in the effort to get muscle. Just give me yeah, exactly. Uh, give me something now. Give me the give me the strong pill. Give me the weight loss pill. Give me all these yes. things. Slim fast. Literally called slim fast. <laughs> yes, but again, but this is how America works. It's how it's always worked. And my fear is that what happens when the vaccine for whatever reason, right, just isn't as effective as we hoped. 
And in a year from now, we go, well, look, we were in these cases that we tried it, it was 90%, but the percentage has dropped down because of this, because of, you know, the virus has mutated or something has changed. So it's less effective. It's like the flu now, where every year we got to come up with a new vaccine structure because the flu changes every year. What do people do then? Because you already have people who are don't believe in getting some of these shots and vaccines. And with the amount of misinformation that is flowing through American culture, and spe- it's you know specifically because it happens everywhere, but in America, it's obviously very true that this fake news and the ability to convince people over Facebook post is at an all-time scary high. What happens when people start to spread this information about the virus is a Democrat hoaxed in order to do this, this, and this? And people are going to believe it. They just are, right? Like, if you think they're not going to believe it, you should stop thinking that. They will. So then what do you do when half the country is willing to vaccinate and then it kind of stops working and the other half will never vaccinate and this virus is just going to keep spreading forever? What do you do? Well, you just uh, – they, they die, right? <laughs> you get the fuck out of the country. Yeah, it's you. not even so much that you die. It's that you don't ever actually get rid of the virus, which means other people die because I'm not worried for myself personally, right? Like it doesn't well, concern you, me. Like the chances of me dying from COVID are low. It's not an impossibility. It's just low. But that doesn't mean that other people around me won't die because of other reasons. And so that's that's why this is a problem in America, because we tend to just think about ourselves and you go, well, it's not going to kill me. So screw everybody else, because I want to continue living the way I want to live, because this virus won't kill me specifically. That's the problem. That's why we are where we are. Yeah. What you really need to do is it's it's a lot of things that happen. One is you need to somehow restore the faith in science. But if you want to really get out the root cause of all this stuff, you have to really, you have to focus more on nutrition and, and health and people, we just need to be healthier as a society. And that's one part of it. And the other part is, you know, most of these things, it's not, it's not offensive to say that a lot of this stuff does come from like wet markets in China. (laughs) Like you need to really clamped down on the on uh on like these public health measures and sanitation to the point where these things don't have the ability to start like cut it off at the source but i guess that's the thing though right is that how many viruses because again i would say that china's handling of this pandemic in china has been very well where china after after it became public that's my point, is that China made the mistake by – again, I think China does this a lot. I think there's way more viruses and diseases that go through China that you never hear about because they get rid of it. I really believe that. Like, I mean, you look at Ebola. You look at some of the big things that could have gone out of control and they didn't, right, because of early notification and people know, hey, this is coming. We're seeing cases in Africa where there's this new disease. We need to solve this. Where I think China made the mistake because China told the world that this was happening – I would argue that they told us two two months late, right? Because we, I mean, the, one of the very first episodes of this podcast, I, it might even be the first one, we talked about this virus, and that was in January. Yeah, remember right? the options were this this might kill you, this might not kill you, this will kill you, and the this will kill you was about coronavirus. Yeah, so but that's the thing, right? And now you come to find out they knew about this probably end of October, right? So they kind of tried to clean it up and keep it under wraps. And because now the world is so global, it got to the point where it kind of spun out of control. And then everyone knew about it. Just no one knew how to what to do with it. Or, I mean, Trump has said on tape about Woodward, hey, you know, the stuff I'm reading on this is really nasty stuff, Bob. But, you know, I'm just going to, you know, I like to downplay the virus because it just keeps hoping the American people. 
And because we happen to have the president that we have, this turned into what it did. So, sure, you can blame China, but again, I think there's so no, many. No, I'm not. I'm not blaming China through. because I think it's it, it, that was just the example. But you can also look at the rest of the world, right? Yeah, like you can look a, at anywhere. A you company, Africa, a company can... like the yeah, the company like the World Health Organization, or a not the company, but a, an organization like yeah. the World Health Organization should be empowered to be to have some influence on the world to be able to monitor this stuff better and see stuff like that and call it out as it happens. It's got to be like a UN for health. And that's that's what's going to prevent this thing at the source cuz yeah, COVID-19 might be around forever at this yep. point. And uh, again, there's a very good chance that this thing will all like you'll never completely eradicate it. And again, I just really believe a lot of this is because of like this happened at the wrong time where misinformation is rampant. And people just choose not to believe things because they're told, you know, hey, get rid of COVID-19 by doing this crazy one trick. And it's just like people believe that stuff. So the Internet did a massive disservice when really the Internet should have been able to spread this information as fast as possible. Because there's all sorts of documents and things out there that you can read where they've I mean, look, this is a novel coronavirus. Coronaviruses are not new. They're not. Again, like stuff coronavirus come out of China and stuff all the time. They come out of everywhere all the time. But it's just the fact that this virus is so contagious is the main problem. Not even that. It's that it was it was contagious and asymptomatic. Yes. That is the bigger problem. If this wasn't an asymptomatic disease, you probably would not have gotten rid of it. Yes. Yeah. Because you can see immediately when you get it, like, oh, God, I've got this thing. What do I do? Yeah, You're not not feeling good. Stay home. Yeah, that's that's it. Stay home. Yeah. Where most of the cases now, you'd argue, are because of the testing of, hey, do you get if you're not feeling bad, do people go get tested right it's reactionary medicine right like that's one of the biggest problems in the states with the healthcare system is that it's all it's not preventative medicine it's reactionary medicine it's oh god i feel awful i need to go to the doctor it's not hey i go to the doctor regularly to find out to make sure that i'm not going to get sick so because it's so reactionary the testing's reactionary the the results of wearing a mask is reactionary it's never preventative and Americans don't know how to deal with preventative measures for health we know how to deal with the reaction to it hey i have this reaction give me the fix versus i don't want to catch this what do i need to do to not catch it people go well if i get it i get it and i'll deal with it then until then i'm going to keep going to work well you have a you have a mentality that's like everybody's not ent- you have half the country that's saying you're not entitled to health insurance based on the even though we're a country that could easily afford it and the rationale is well why would i and, and like why does everybody have health insurance like the mandate right why should a kid why should why should a young guy in his early 20s be paying into a system that he's not going to use because that's how insurance works it's not it's it's like one of these things that this is how like Dan Carlin put it. It's like it's a thing that you will eventually need because your body will eventually break. Yes. And someone's going to have to fix it yeah. or you die. So this is why you have to have some sort of contribution to it. You have to have some skin in the game because yeah, you don't have this now but you will be. And then who's going to cover you then? Nobody. Like yeah. have some But again, foresight. this is this it's the ultimate freedom of if I don't want to do something I don't have to. And that's that's what Ameri- that's what has been taught to the American people. You don't have to do anything you don't want to do because you're an American. Mm-hmm. That's the way it works. And so all of this, and again, like the sad thing is, is that this medicine and these vaccines will be more expensive in the states than anywhere else in the world. I'll probably be able to get this vaccine for free in New Zealand. We'll get it for free. They've already said they're going to do it for free. They said that. Let's see if it actually happens. Someone's going to get paid. 
I mean, these, these pharmaceutical co- and especially these pharmaceutical they, companies make money. Yes. are going to make a shit ton. Pfizer already got like an order, like that one point eight billion dollars that Trump and Pence pawn, uh, flaunt that they gave to Pfizer. It was for the vaccine. It wasn't for the research. It was for the actual doses. So that's the problem, right? Is that because so many Americans are going to rely on this, right? If you want to get it faster, you just have to give me money. That's going to happen where it's not so much like New Zealand, where honestly, we'll probably be a little further down on the list for this vaccine. Because for the most part, again, my life is normal. I don't, nothing has changed other than the fact that I can't leave, really. But otherwise, like, yeah, like they'll make it free because by the time we get the vaccine, we're going to watch a bunch of Americans take this thing and we'll see whether or not it works. And we'll get the best care for it, and that will open the country back up again. Like, it's well, just, I might not it's get it. Just, Trump Trump said he's not going to give it to New York because like Cuomo was mean to him or something. Yeah, but this <laughs> this is this is the problem. So look, I think it's exciting, and it's exciting that the fact that a lot of research that's already been done has contributed to the speed of this fire of this vaccine because that's a big part of it, right? Like they've been researching coronaviruses for a long time and this is when people say well why do we donate so much money to science when it doesn't actually improve anything this is why because you get vaccines much faster than you probably have any business getting them because this research has been done even though it doesn't directly affect your life immediately right it affects your life now where they're able to come up with this vaccine i mean they pretty much came up with this vaccine within the first two three months it's the medical trials and the research that needs to be done in order to make it okay for public consumption is what is where the time is coming in but they pretty much immediately were able to sort of map this thing and say okay here's how you kill it yeah which is impressive it's super impressive which is why science is important it just is well you already know how to kill it you just got to like inject some bleach in you and yeah disinfectant yep it's a beautiful thing well let's move on shall we yes please i see some i see some hope i think it's good what do we say want to do uh, watermelon next Yes, that, that's what's next. Great. Again, I didn't. I I only read the headline of this, but it's it's too it's too juicy uh, pun to uh, to not to not talk about. So, reading from CNN. Speaking of fake news, Michigan sheriff's court deputy fired after posting photo of Kamala Harris watermelon carving. Yeah, bro. <laughs> Right. Uh, okay. So, a part-time court deputy with the Oklahoma count with the oh, sorry, Jesus, Oklahoma shit. With the, the Oakland, Oakland County, right? Oakland yes. County Sheriff's Office was terminated after she was found to have posted a photo on social media showing Joe Biden, Donald Trump, and Mike Pence pumpkin carving and a Kamala Harris, <laughs> Kamala Harris carving in a watermelon. Now, Oakland County is the county I I grew up in. Oh, interesting. Yeah, it's very interesting. It's 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 part of the Metro Detroit area, which is Oakland County, Wayne County, and Macomb County for all of you Metro Detroiters out there. Yeah, the the rev the Reverend Doctor Wendell Anthony, wow. Detroit I mean, NAACP president. Woo. How about that? Wow, he's a reverend. He's a doctor. That sounds like Detroit. And he's president. <laughs> and he's NAACP president. And he's Come the president. On. Man, he's got all the, the Detroit the, branch. Yeah. They, they they found the most qualified guy they could. He's a reverend. He's a doctor, and he's the president. Yeah. What else he's got going on? He's also, Good for him. So he's also captain of the basketball team. <laughs> he's doing everything. Yeah. Geez. Told told CNN affiliate WXYZ that the post was racist. No, you don't say. Quote: <laughs> It grows out of the out of the past and a recognition that often is linked to buffoonery and to less than. End quote. He said, "Quote: We are outraged by this former employee's actions and condemn the behavior she chose to engage in. These types of incidents are disgusting, and we will never tolerate or be or pushed aside at the sheriff's office." End quote. Oakland County 
under Sheriff Michael McCabe told CNN in an email, quote, behavior such as this brings tarnish to the badge and is not representative of those in law enforcement who protect and serve, end quote. The ex-employee has not been identified. McCabe said the post has been deleted by the time it was brought to the attention to their attention. The former employee posted the picture on October 23rd and she was fired and she was fired her the same day. God damn it. These sentences I'm reading the words written by the fake news CNN. Anyway, she was fired the same day they learned about it on October 27th. McCabe told CNN. CNN affiliate WXYZ obtained a copy of the post and reached out to ex-employee, quote, I worked hard in my law enforcement career, and I'm proud of the reputation I earned in my 30 plus years of service. I'm not a racist and never will be, end quote, the ex-employee said. In a statement to CNN, Anthony said he believes the post, quote, intent was purposely structured to diminish and dilute the significance of the first African-American as vice president of these United States, end quote, quote. If you think this is the end, if you think like this on Halloween, then obviously you think like this on the regular scene. And quote, he told WXYZ. Have you seen the the image? No. Did you find it? I'm gonna send you it's from the Daily Mail in the UK because they just post everything. Like they don't Can't care. Um I'm, I'm excited. Um the problem that I have with this is that it's not even creative. Like, look at it. Oh, Jesus. It's awful. These all four of these carvings are terrible. <laughs> They're terrible. I thought they it was don't gonna be like, like an anybody. actual picture of them. Yes, I thought Carving. it was going to actually be – that's what I was looking for. Like how accurately did they depict her? And they didn't depict any of these people accurately. So these are it's lazy, racist, white yeah, Michiganders. Let's just, let's just describe what we're talking about because what I it's expected – what I expected was like pictures of the individuals yes, exactly. carving – like an actual picture of them carving a pumpkin and then maybe a Photoshop of someone replacing uh, the pumpkin with a water balance for Kamala Harris. Then I remembered that Trump's probably never carved a pumpkin in his life. So that was foolish of me to think. So what we have instead is a picture left and right. One is of three pumpkins carved. One is of a watermelon carved. And I think they're shot in the same house, making me believe that somebody actually just actually did this. It, Unless it it's just awful. photoshopped, it's really silly looking. And the the watermelon it's bad. Like all of them are bad. So that's the first problem that I have of just like it's 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 not even it's not even clever racism. It's like the lowest rung, and this is what I hate. Right? Well, is the that concept. Hate- can I? Can we back up a little bit? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna say something that might be controversial. I think the concept of it could be funny in the right hands. The execution is really lazy. But bad. that's what most comedy is. It's the execution. Most comedy, right. if it's Absolutely. sloppily executed. Then it's just means it's not even clever. And that's the and the, the my real issue with this is that this is what white people point to and go, well, I'm not a racist because I don't do this. Right? Like <laughs> this is the stuff it. that white people will shout down, right? Because it's easy to shout down because one, it's not creative, it's not clever, and it's not funny. Right? Even if even if you would have put her in one of these things, even if you would have made her pumpkin and just like none of it's funny. Like it's not even funny that you've got Trump and Joe Biden and Mike Pence as a pumpkin, because they don't look like any of them. Yeah, so it's, it's just standard. Obvious. That's what I'm saying. It's a really yes. the, the, it's the, obviously yeah. trying to point. Oh, look, we we got three white guys and and a, a black person, right? And that's what they're trying to point to. So it's not even the fact that it's funny. It's like as lazy as you can possibly be. And so white people are always happy to denounce lazy racism, but they don't actually denounce like real racism. For to me, this is racist, and it's just an idiot. Like these are just stupid people. So we'll fire her and say, "Yeah, we solved racism. We did it." Even though it's just like, and again, they even put her name in here. Sherry Prose is her name. This clown. Wow. 
Daily Mail again, doing the uh, Daily Mail does not, and this is actually Daily they're, Mail. They're doing some hard hitting investigation. Yeah, they just don't care. Karen Ruiz from the Daily Mail is just she's like, I'm gonna put her name in this stuff. So yeah, like it's. I wonder if she's been on um, Tucker Carlson yet. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's just one of those things where you're just like, this is it's like if you're gonna be racist, put some effort into it, and then at least you can go, well, that's funny, but it's also racist. Not just you are lowest common denominator, non educated human being who thinks that watermelons is still funny. <laughs> it's like, if you're going to be a racist, up your game. Not this laziness. And it's Better just like, execution. well, wait, we fired her, but it just doesn't even matter. I'm not a racist. And it's like, well, it doesn't even, like, it's just, it's the execution of it's so awful. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty wild. Um, and this is oh, in Michigan. Again, this is where I grew up. So, like, people want to say racism dead because we elected a black president. No, it just made racism very, it made it okay. New York, New York Post, uh, Showed all this stuff too, and for once, the New York Post article is longer than the CNN article. Huh. Yeah, who would have thought? Well, that was fun. Uh, it's not obviously this is not solving racism by firing this person, but you know, no, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta set an example anyway. Going, oh well, oh well, you know, you're just you're firing people over this. That's stupid. It was just silly, and it's just like it's this is the. This I like we, how we she said, "I'm not this- racist." Like that's. Pretty sure you posted that thing. There's a little bit of racism in there, just a little bit. You could have at least. I do said, love like, the look. fact that on her Facebook it says retired part time now with Oakland County Sheriff's Office. Now I so assume she is white, right? Absolutely. Okay, cool. Yeah. So like, you can't you can't just say I don't have you know you can't just say I I'm not racist, right? In this case, you have to you have to kind of. The problem is we we end up in these um, like anything else in this in this country and discourse nowadays. Everything is always one side or the other, yeah. right? You have to find nuance in everything. So you can't just say I'm not a racist and never will be. Your reaction was should have been, all right, that was a little racist, and I apologize. Yeah, <laughs> like or hey, I tried to be funny, and it's very clear that this wasn't funny. I can so. see the racial insensitivity. Yes. But you have to kind of acknowledge these things. There's gray areas, you know. I tried to make a joke; it wasn't funny, and yes, I and that's the problem. Is that again? We talk about this a lot, where it's like if you're going to be racist, at least make it funny. I would argue that Dave Chappelle did a lot of racist stuff in the Chappelle Show. It was still hilarious. Satire. So if you're gonna do it, make sure that it's funny. So then just go look. It's racist, but okay, that was really cleverly done. That was really funny. Right. I mean, look. Let's be honest. Right. Tropic Thunder. I don't think you can make that movie today. No. No, no. But it was no, still no. hilarious, right? Like Robert Downey Jr. Blackface is one of the funniest things I've ever seen. He was nominated was, for an Oscar. It was extremely racist, but it was still very cleverly done. It was great the way that they did that, and you yeah. couldn't make that today cuz everyone would be up in arms, but that's an example of where people will excuse racism if you do it properly. And again, I think it's goes for all races. It's go for, yeah. You'll acknowledge that it's racist and that it's insensitive, and you can still acknowledge that it's hilarious. Because you can say the same thing with white people, same thing with Indian people, same thing with Asian people. If you do it well, people tend to go, okay, that's a bit over the top, but that was really funny. Yeah. Also, you're a cop, I mean, right? Yeah. Well, like, she's a she's a kind of a cop. She's a part-time former worker, former. At, like an office clerk at the oakland county De- and it's like whatever it's like her, her firing her means nothing in the grand scheme of things she's been there for 30 years she probably shouldn't be working there anyways like retire so someone else can have your job instead of you making part-time money 
to post unfunny things on Facebook. She probably posted that stuff at work. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to make any assumptions, but you know, 30, 30 years part time. That's what are you doing with your life? Maybe you just do it out of, out, of, out of a hobby. Maybe, you know. Yeah, so that's what I mean. So she doesn't care that she got fired. She's probably got more of a joke about, oh, the, the libs. Look how sensitive the libs are. This is just where we are. <laughs> yeah. And it's in Michigan, which is as north as you can be almost. So Yeah. It's a lot of, lot of craziness, a lot of crazy stuff going on in Michigan. Yeah, it's a wild place. <laughs> Michigan, we're not, Michigan's got to be a wild lately. Yeah. 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 But I said we're not going to touch like Trump politics or anything like that. So we will move on. Let's go to another wild place. Let's go to Florida and talk about some talk about a puppy. All right. This seems like a hopeful story. Again, I read the headline and again, I'm reading from fake news. CNN. Florida retiree wrestles puppy from jaws of alligator. How's that for a headline? <laughs> wow. Yeah. So in a dramatic encounter, this gets wild. Recorded by surveillance cameras, a Florida man chased an alligator underwater. Oh, the Florida man. And Florida man's doing them good today. And rescued his three-month-old puppy from the jaws of death. Wow, that's a young puppy. Don't look this up because I'm going to ask you a question at the end of this. It's a a game that they play on another podcast, but I'll do it here because Mm -hmm. the answer may shock you. Richard Wilbanks of Estero ran into his backyard pond, wrestled the gator above surface, and pried its jaws open to free Gunner, his Cavalier King Charles Spaniel. Oh, it's quote, cute dogs. Quote, we were just out walking by the pond, and quote, Wilbanks told CNN, quote, and it came out of the water like a missile. I never thought an alligator could be that fast. It was so quick. End quote. He said adrenaline or instinct kicked in, and quote, I just automatically jumped into the water. End quote. Holding holding the alligator wasn't so tough, but prying open the jaws was, quote, extremely hard, end quote. He said, yeah, you think? Wilbanks <laughs> said his hands were chewed up, and he went to a doctor for a tetanus shot. Gunner had one puncture wound and in his belly and did fine after a trip to the veterinarian's office. The rescue south of Fort Myers was caught on camera because of a partnership between the Florida Wildlife Foundation and the F-Stop Foundation. I don't know what that is. Quote, we live on a shared shared landscape, and quote, Meredith Bud of the Wildlife Federation told affiliate WINK, wink, quote, we don't just want to tolerate wildlife, but rather we want to thrive with wildlife on a shared landscape. Look, lady, we're talking about rescuing puppies here. All right. What are you talking about? Will Banks agreed with that mission, and he doesn't want the alligator removed from the pond or destroyed. Quote, they're part of nature and part of our lives, end quote. He said, he still takes gunner walking, but he keeps the puppy on a leash and 10 feet from the pond's edge. Quote, our pets, they're just like family to us, end quote, he said. So I ask you this question. How old do you think Richard Wilbanks, our Florida man, is? Richard Wilbanks. A man who rescued his three-month puppy from the jaws of an alligator. Richard Wilbanks. Richard Wilbanks. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say he's twi- he's he's younger than you think he should be. Well, no, that's not true. How old do you that's think he tough should one. be? Well, I just think of I think of a name Richard Wilbanks and I think of a guy in his 40s. Yeah. Sure. But I'm going to say he's younger. I'm going to say that's the twist in this. I'm going to say he's 28. I'm going to say that he is 74 Whoa. years old. <laughs> wow. Good for Richard. 
yeah, man, he's got that. He's got that old man determination. He's got. Yeah, that, he was he's like, he's like, he's like, I'm not going out like this. Good for him. The Nazis wow. didn't take me out. Neither did the Vietnamese. God I mean, damn it. I'm going to save I mean, this puppy. <laughs> I mean, 74 is not that he wouldn't have been in World War. He wouldn't have been You're in right. World War Two. You're right. Been, he wouldn't have been in Vietnam. That's why I said the the Korean well, Vietnamese nuts. Yeah, I'm, I'm oh, just got in there. Watch through an ad here before I watch this video. But yeah, Holy man, crap. 74 year old man. He okay, is, is, now, okay, this this puts it into a bit of perspective here. Okay, because when you're reading that story, you're thinking this alligator. You think this alligator's big, right? You would yep. think big I'm old watching the video alligator. now too. This alligator is oh. about the size of a dog, and this dog is adorable. <laughs> and the dog yeah, maybe this, a little stupid. This alligator is very small. <laughs> very small. Very small. This changes the story. It's a very small alligator. I don't think this guy would have, he was in any danger personally, which is why he jumped in the water. I would have jumped in the water too with an alligator this size. Yeah. Well, it's a cute puppy though. It is. Very cute puppies. Cute puppy, three months old. I mean, look, at the end of the day, like you're going into a, you're going into a river though. I mean, think about this. Think about the risk where it's, yeah, maybe this little alligator, you might've got a kid alligator, but who knows that. You know, Mama Gator could be right yeah, behind it. That's a good point because Mama Gator could have snatched him in, and then it's just like a it's a turducken. <laughs> it's a it's a big alligator inside of a man inside of a or a puppy inside of a small. Alligator. I still think it's pretty impressive. He had to get underwater. Like, this this dog was under. He had to go it and is. wrestle this thing. It's not yeah. the size. Of this, the, it's not the size of the gator. All right. Yeah. You, you wrestle one gator. You you have that's on your resume forever. I mean, I do find it funny how as soon as this dog got free, he just like ran and was like. I'm out. Screw it. I'm out. <laughs> then I thought you're supposed to bop them on the head and their mouths opened. Like I thought they uh, had a spot that would force their jaws to open. I thought that, I mean, I feel like that's a Steve Irwin fact. <laughs> that if you like, I don't know. He's in Florida. I just like shoot him. You got a gun. You're in Florida. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, but he's, was, he seems I mean, to be a general based on the answer. He seems like a general nature lover. Yeah. He's out there with nature and his dog and dog got snapped up. So. Yeah, I thought yeah. this was well, good uh, for Richard. Good for him. Yeah, good for him. He definitely goes by Dick. He's seventy four years old. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Let's let's be real and good for that puppy. He's yeah. he's he's alive. He's so good. a little bit of a heartening story to round us out here before we go into a little uh, reddish, bluish, blackish, Jewish. Now this is an article that you wanted to talk about. Always yes. always nice it's to get a, a political, political article for you in this country. It's a big. You want to tee this up and walk us through it. Uh, I can. I have to find the article that I sent you just to make sure. Because I don't want to read this word. Okay. <laughs> so. Oh, no, I can. I guess I guess it is. Uh, yeah, you can read this word. The, the words are easy. You just have to, spout, you have to sound them out. So, like, New Zealand's had a, had a very big election that just happened mm-hmm. that has brought a lot of controversy. So go ahead and start reading, and we can, we can get into it. All right. Congratulations. Reading from birdoftheyear.org.newzealand. <laughs> Congratulations to the cockapoo. Is it cockapoo? Yes, that's how you or say cockapoo. it. Cockapoo. The cockapoo. 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 I thought that was a dog. Anyway. I for winning. <laughs> for winning. Right, but now you, now you have me doubting the cockapoo. The for cockapoo. winning. Yeah, like my, uh, I mean, it's a little bit different. I, I my, my thing with dogs is I don't like, I don't like dogs that begin with caca or end with oodle. Like those, yeah. those are two things that I'm just not, not on board for. I, uh, I, anyway. It might be the cockapoo, but you know what? I'm going to say it both ways. <laughs> it's, it's fine. If only there was a. A, a native New Zealander in our vicinity, in in one of our um, you know midst homes. But I guess yeah. I, I guess we'll never know. Congratulations to the Kakapu or Po for winning the Te Manu Rongonu, not Rong Rongonui. 
Kakapau. Te Manu. Okay. I don't know what you're reading from, so I need to see it first. <laughs> I'm going to pronounce the, it the literal headline. Kakapau? No, fuck you. Fuck you. You can't just add a W. That's no, how you pronounce no, it because it's got a straight. if you say it like an American, but they don't pronounce words in New Zealand, so it's probably the Kakapo. Okay. For winning the for winning Te Mat Te Manu Rangonui Ote Rangonui. Okay. It's probably how you pronounce that. This is why Te Manu Rangonui Ote Tao Ote Tao slash slash Bird of the Year. Should have just said that Bird of the Year. Yes, it is the Maori pronunciation for bird of the year. Okay, fair enough. I'll I'll respect it. I won't respect their you silly have no accents. Respect it, but yes, go forward. I sent you an easier article to read from this from CNN, by the way. <laughs> which the hell did I with, click? Which starts with fat, flightless parrot named Bird of the Year. <laughs> that, oh. that sounds like your speed. What the hell did I click? I don't, I don't know. This one. Click? It's this one. It's this one. You oh. read the you read the New Zealand one. You should have just read the CNN one. I, I think I Googled it and I clicked it. All That's right. what you get. Well, I was reading the, the respectful one. I was wanted to be respectful to those people. Yeah, you butchered the language. So. Because they, they call it this. This is the this is the less colorful one. There's only three paragraphs. But I'll read from the New Zealand I'll read from the CNN fake news. Why not? Keep it on a roll. We got the CNN hat trick from CNN Travel. Fat, flightless parrot named Bird of the Year after a campaign tainted by voter fraud. Oh, shit. <laughs> wow. That's okay, the yeah, point of the article. <laughs> my, my bad. My bad. I didn't realize this is a whole voter fraud uh, dilemma. My bad. Apologies. A lengthy and bitter election campaign that dragged in competing interest groups and was sullied by voter fraud scandal came to an unlikely end on Monday when a fat, flightless, and nocturnal parrot stunned pundits to claim an upset victory that's like really mean alice says it is the it said it is the cockapow she just sent me a text message because she can hear us (laughs) no she's saying i'm wrong hold on hold on i'm getting a live update of how you pronounce this cockapow cockapow i think it's the cockapow it's actually it's actually kiki pow that's probably what it ends up being because because new zealand is stupid the cockapow how dare you you? The cockapo. I'm just it's gonna more say like cockapore, but with no R at the end. It's getting worse. How is it getting worse? <laughs> it's more like the it's the cockapow, cockapore, but with no R. We are struggling with this. Just read the article so we can end it. We have butchered the cock- this language. The cockapo. I'm just gonna say it like that because yeah, I'm an American. Officially, the world's heaviest parrot. Wow won New Zealand's Bird of the Year vote after a weeks-long campaign that rivaled human political contests in intensity. It became the first bird to win the contest for a second time, a feat not not explicably prohibited by the country's consultation and snatched victory thanks to the Constitution. Constitution. (laughs) Sorry. And snatched, sorry, now all the languages are off. And snatched victory thanks to the competition's unique and convoluted voting system have lost the outright popular vote to an (laughs) anti-Podean, anti-Podean albatross. That sounds about right. Is that, is that, um, do you know what an albatross is? Memorial, what's that? Memorial, what's the name of the, uh, the native language there? What's the name of those people? Terio Mori. How you pronounce yeah, it. is that is that their word for uh, no, for hanging the chads? Anti- no, I think I was the getting anti- to a hanging chads joke. Yeah, is it is uh, maybe, but yeah, this is not. These birds have white names, but we try to call them by the native names. 
Got it. Quote, in a stunning upset, the Kakapo, because why not, swoops in from behind to claw the title of Bird of the Year 2020 away from the competition front runner and quote, Forest and Bird, the environmental group that organizes the annual contest announced on social media Monday. The New Zealand competition frequently turns heated as politicians, celebrities, and online groups endorse their preferred creatures. But this year, but this year's events became politically controversial after organizers detect after organizers detected that more than one thousand five hundred fraudulent votes cast using fake email addresses traced back to the same IP address briefly pushed the little spotted Kiwi to the top of the leaderboard. Whoa! Amid a flurry of endorsements for various contenders, sex toy retailer, adult toy megastore. Back to the hee which it said practices, quote, consensual poly- polyamory, end quote. Wow. Yeah, I'm much happier to read this article than, than the <laughs> other one. Why you read the other one? I'm so confused. I don't need, I don't know either. Anyway, and campaigners for the different contenders sought to canvas votes across various media with supporters of the Takahi, a large flightless rail creating a TikTok account to boost youth turnout. Ultimately, however, the defeated favorites graciously conceded defeat to the Kakapo, which previously won the award in 2008. Quote, it's been a tight race throughout the election period, but Team Kakapo, Kakapo, at Team Kakapo, Kakapo, snatched victory from the beak of defeat and overtaken us in the instant runoff voting at the end. End quote, the albatross the quote albatross for bird of the year and quote campaign wrote on twitter cool so yeah look uh, every year there's this wow. bird of the year competition right i'll, I'll speed this up because you're taking forever to read this <laughs> that's hard it's hard to read because all these words i don't understand i'm tired i'm hungry <laughs> every every year there's this bird of the year contest and apparently every year it comes down with extremely people extremely upset about the bird that wins so yeah, so there's there's all sorts of birds, native birds in New Zealand, as we've talked about before. That that is what New Zealand cares about. It cares about birds. Yeah. And yeah, so this is another comp at the time where where voter fraud and the talk of voter fraud is apparently at an all time high. New Zealand is rife with the same fraud for the bird of the year. All we need is Rudy Giuliani down here to stand in front of a construction site to look into the votes. So that way, either the spotted kiwi or the albatross can have its rightful day in court. Until then, this fl- this fat, flightless parrot with this giant face that is endangered. There's only like a hundred of these things dancing around, and it can't fly either. Is the other problem? <laughs> <laughs> this article is so mean. Why is it written like so maliciously towards this bird? I mean, this bird yeah, looks like one of the part fat, parrot. Fat win. It looks like part parrot, part lizard. It stinks. So, oh. The Kakapo, which, pre- which prevailed on Monday, is a hefty, loud parrot with a distinctive scent, which is brought from the brink of extinction in the 1990s but remains endangered. It's like its feathers have been dipped in a musky array of essential oils that could come straight from a Middle Eastern perfumer. can't do anything about it. Why is it so mean? Why are they so mean to this bird? The contest <laughs> like- also showcased a number of unusual candidates, including a Morpok or Ruru, described by forest birds as somewhat of an enigma. Now, the Morpok, the the these birds they basically save more polk over and over again in the middle of the night so you can hear them there's one outside of my house somewhere <laughs> and uh the pee wow wow or rock wren 
which demonstrates true mountain bravery. So there's a lot of birds that get to vote for this. Wait, is that bird that says its own name? Is that like the closest thing to a Pokemon on this planet? <laughs> uh, it might be. It just says Morpok over and over again. And it says it in the middle of the night. It goes, Morpok. And that's what it's called. Right? Does, and a yeah. Morpok is what is what it's called? Yes. And that's what it's called. Yeah. So it's a Pokemon. That's cool. There's real Pokemon in this world. Yeah. This kind of bird looks fun. I, I, I just don't understand where all this hate's coming from. They're just mad that they lost. Pretty much. This, this, I mean, this article was clearly written by a pro, like, hee-hee operative. Or right? the little spotted kiwi as well. Because 1,500 fraudulent no, votes for the No, 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 no. This is written, this is written by someone who's got sex toy money behind him. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like, that's what's going on here. They are, there's collusion, probably. There's obviously voter fraud. There's dead people voting for this bird. And they're just mean to it. They're so mean. They're so mean. I you know? care about the previous winners of this championship, of this of this election every year. Are you curious about any of the other birds? you want me to go through them? Sure. As long as I don't have to read them and, well, last year, uh, and you don't last ask me year, to guess. The winner was the yellow-eyed penguin. Okay. Oh, I bet you. Oh, you don't have any problem against penguins. You, you just have problems no, with pandas. Pandas are cool. Yes. 2018 was the kidadoo. Do you know what the kidadoo is? No, nope, and I appreciate you not the making me. Uh, is a fat pigeon. <laughs> How do you spell it? K e r e r u. Uh huh. That's and it's definitely big, not the word you it's said. A big, thick, fat pigeon that eats berries and gets drunk. There's, there's <laughs> a, there are kidadoos outside of my house in the They sound like giant. Pterodactyls. They are they are the boss pigeon of pigeons. This this picture of this of this bird, damn, that is like thick. That is a, a thick, thick bird with two seeds. Boy. He's a big boy. So they used to hunt the the, the the native Mori when they got here. They hunted these things obviously because it looks tasty. <laughs> this bird looks like the dawn of birds. Yes, it is. It's a giant giant bird. A lot of chest. So then after that, I'll go through the next few. The Kia, um, it's a big, it's a mountain parrot that pecks at your tires when you go to Milford Sound. <laughs> <laughs> the Kokako, okay. I've never seen this bird before, but it's cool. It's all black and it's got a blue little face. Um, there's a bar-tailed godwit, the fairy tern, the yellow head, the New Zealand falcon, um, the Pukeko, which is a big, okay. which is basically a big chicken. So yeah, so look, New Zealand, we care about birds, man. This is what we do. This yeah. is how it works. You don't have an invasive species of the year, right? It's no, we the don't. Peacocks <laughs> would have won this year. Yeah, the, the killer peacocks up there. How those, how's that peacock problem going? Have they fixed it yet, or are they still running I rampant? I haven't heard anything about it. It's been quiet. It's all quiet on the peacock front. That's how they get you. They're going to sneak up on you. They're plotting. Yeah. They're plotting. So there you go. So look, elections, it's not just the U.S. It happens here. It happens everywhere. Democracy is at stake. Yeah, it's wild. Did you see? I'll, I'll mention this one thing about Rudy. Did you see that conference recently where his like hair gel, hair dye was leaking I, I or felt, like dripping? Can I say something that might be a little controversial for all of the Democrats out there? I felt bad. I feel bad for Rudy. He should not be out there. I feel bad for the it's fact his that choice. Someone, I know it's his choice, but there's also times you have to protect people from their choices. And Rudy's a hot mess. He needs help. Like to to think that he was like the shining beacon of nine eleven at one point that that's what's so amazing to me, 
is that he was the guy that was going to like he was the one that came out strong in support of New York and we're going to make this better and don't worry like he was the he was the rock that New York needed when 9/11 happened and he's turned into this 20 years later. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It's, so anyway, it's upsetting. I think that's what happens. People go crazy. I mean, look at all look at all the crazy grandparents now that are in this cult. Yeah. You didn't think you didn't think they were like that. But it's just uh, easy to uh well, all right, fair enough. Fair enough. It's a matter of pers- it's a matter of, matter of perspective. They, they just weren't openly like this. They weren't like this, but they just weren't openly like this. Maybe so. Maybe so. All right. Well, let's do a little uh, media therapy. What do you say? Sure. I'm I'm interested for one thing from you, media therapy wise, because there's not much from me. Okay. Um, I, I got a we Robert. Well, wait, I got a, I got a question. Got a question. Oh, gosh, sorry, I'm trying to get into it because I'm I'm getting hungry as well. I'm trying to speed this up. I, I just ordered food, so I'm on a timer right now. The, I need, we're going to finish this before my food gets delivered. Who's older? I can't go two weeks in a row without the Paul Giamatti game. Nicholas Cage or Paul Giamatti? Uh, Nicholas Cage has to be older than Paul Giamatti. Nicholas Cage has to be like 56. Wow, you nailed it. Okay, let's move on. That's what he's got to be older than me. Yeah, like that—that's an easy one. I had one in mind and I just forgot it, so I'll, I'll be sure to. I usually write them down, but I didn't this time. So. Yeah. Okay. Go on. What do you want to know? I watched the Robert Durst documentary. Do you, do you remember this at all from like 2000 and... Yeah, where he admitted uh, that he yeah, killed he everybody admit- while he while peeing in a, in a bathroom. Yeah, he, he, had, a, a he has mic. a problem with not realizing that mics are always hot <laughs> because he did it yeah. twice during the documentary. He did it another time where he goes, I didn't willingly, knowingly lie. And his yeah, that, was, uh, that was always Bill Burr's... Uh, Bill yeah, Burr's and, and his attorney comes up to him and goes like, you realize they heard all that, right? And he's like, what? He's like, yeah, they heard all of it. The mic is hot. Like you should never speak into a microphone because he apparently mutters to himself. Mm-hmm. So this yeah, guy, like he's doing this documentary on Robert Durst, and Robert Durst is because he was found not guilty of killing of which is one of the craziest things I've ever like seen in my three life. Three times, three times. Well, right? The dude is found. He's on trial for shooting and dismembering a guy as he was hiding in Galveston, Texas, dressed as a as a woman, trying to hide out from you know being found in New York City of these other crimes that he apparently is you know being charged of committing. And so he somehow gets off from this when he goes, yeah, I shot the guy. It was in self-defense. And then I dismembered him. I chopped his body up with a bone saw because with a bow saw because I, I was scared. And the, and, the, and, the, and the jury goes, yeah, we believe him. He's not guilty of these crimes. It's like, wait, what? The guy admitted to them. <laughs> but of course, it's, well, because the crimes that the DA brought forward, we don't believe he was guilty of those. They should have tried him with different right. crimes. One of those things. Technicalities. But anyways, yeah, like the guy sort of finds that these, you know, the the documentary person is going through this. He's like, hey, you know, I, I like Robert, you know, what all these things. And then they start comparing. They did something that the, the police department should have done a long time ago, where basically they're comparing handwriting from a note that said, hey, here's where you find this body and something else that he had written. Right. So they have all of these documents that he's filled out and they finally decided to compare the handwriting to this, to the note that was sent to the police department for another murder. So the documentary guy brings this up to him and Robert goes, he's basically like, yeah, those look the same. And he's like, well, did you write this note? And he's like, no. But he's like, you see, you see the problem I'm trying to figure out how does the handwriting look the same, but you said you didn't write one of these notes. And he goes, well, I didn't write that note. So the documentary guy basically goes, okay, well, obviously you're not going to commit to this. So cool. Yep. Hey, thanks Robert. Thanks for coming in. And then he goes to the bathroom and that's what he basically says. Like, Oh, you're so stupid. Um, now, come to find out they chopped that up a little differently in the actual documentary it's not exactly how he said it but he still says you know he's he's a mutterer to himself like he doesn't realize that he's doing this and he kind of just as he's used the bathroom kind of admitting like 
oh man, I'm an idiot. Like I, you know, they, they finally found me in so many words. So this trial apparently was supposed to happen before COVID hit. So they started. So he's now been arrested for the guilt for the murder of this woman. And he's on trial, but they had to postpone this trial because of coronavirus. And now basically this trial is going to happen next year. So that's what I've, that's what we've been watching. It was very interesting. I didn't know anything about this until all of a sudden I remember like, oh yeah, that's right. This is a big scandal because he basically admits on microphone that he did this stuff. So yeah, that's my media therapy. That's what I've been up to. All right, cool. Uh, I've been watching more. I've been keeping up with, with uh, Mando. Mando and the, I should. I, I might Mando and the Pando. Here's here's one way that you might be more uh, interested. The last episode directed by Carl Weathers. Really? Yeah. That's cool. He did fine. It was okay. I okay. think that the uh, two two episodes ago, the one directed by Bryce Dallas Howard was so good. This one just felt this was like kind of meandering. It wasn't bad. It was fine. They got uh, what's her name back in this one. Um the the woman from the from um the the wrestler the former ufc person gina carana Carana. yeah yeah and um yeah it was fine apparently people don't like her now because she said some like anti-mask stuff or something she's one of those covid denier people i think i don't know yeah so people people are upset (laughs) but whatever she was fine i think she's just there it's cool uh but yeah overall still enjoying it um i played about 40 minutes of hyrule warriors on the on the train uh, on my switch today. So that was, that was cool so far. It's more Hyrule warriors, but uh, it's, it's tight. Looks good. Fun on the switch. Awful draw distance, but, um, what can you do? I, I enjoy, I enjoy a good Muso every now and again. And, uh, it's just, it's good to play at least one Muso a year. I think it's good. Uh, sometimes it's just good, mindless, perfect for listening to podcasts while playing or doing something or listening to something else. Uh, but I'm enjoying it. And then on the opposite end, it's still Yakuza Like a Dragon on my Xbox Series X. Still enjoying it. It definitely meanders on plot more than any Yakuza game I've played to date. And that is saying something. Like, there are so many conversations that go on and on and on and on. I've never, like, zoned out a focus of plot more than more than this in a game ever before. And I don't know, maybe that's because of just headspace is weird, but at the same time, the character development's awesome. So when they do get on track with the evolution of the characters and what their motivations are, then I'm in it. But when they start getting into all these names, government conspiracies and all these other things, I'm just like, what is happening? But love the game. It's amazing. So much fun. It's still not a next gen showcase, but just as a new Yakuza game, it's fresh. The turn based combat is so over the top and crazy like the side stories are so bananas yakuza where you have a separate mini game where you are like running a confectionery store and you have to manage and operate this chain of stores and you employ these managers and one of the managers is a chicken and then you have this ability in combat to use these things called pound mates which is like this assist character that you could pay to come in and do a special move and that chicken is one of those options so is a crawfish that you rescued and so is a yakuza that likes to dress as a baby like <laughs> it's so much wacky shit that goes on in the game and simultaneously you have that core story which is all this like really great character drama and it's it's just a lot of fun it's it's still a soap opera it's still goofy but 
for anybody who hasn't played the series and just wasn't into the but wants a good rpg and is intrigued by the setting because it even just as like a japanese virtual tourism piece it's still really cool it's a new city it's in yokohama this time and um but it, you still get a little bit of the uh of that shinjuku setting in the red light district and i think there's also a sequence in in osaka as well like previous games but haven't gotten there yet i'm about maybe two-thirds maybe even maybe only halfway through because i'm doing so many of the side missions but it's a blast this will be the like i said i counted the games i've played in the series and it's just like it's good comfort food for me you know and these are one this is one of those games that i don't feel too bad about playing whenever they come out because no other game does what this one does it's not like Oh, well, it's another first person shooter. Oh, how many different first person shooters can you play? It's like, no, no game is doing what this game does, even if they've done it, you know, 10 times already. It's a blast. It's a blast. So I recommend it. It's fun. Uh, yeah. So that that's about it, though. On my side, I'll probably next week is Thanksgiving. But I'll, I'll be around to record at some point. That's right. Yeah. Okay. And, I, again, I was like, Thanksgiving. I was like, oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> and I intend and by then I intend to watch Mank on netflix which is about the uh the guy who wrote citizen kane so i'll be looking now there's to another that. movie that i was told is necess- is worth watching and i believe it's a nicholas cage movie i believe i need to find oh, it if i find jiu-jitsu? it no there's there's it's another movie like i believe that. it's a nicholas cage it, it might be jujitsu it might be there's there's a movie that apparently we need to watch and have a discussion about when i find it and i Jiu-Jitsu do know is that the new one Yes, and I do he's know like a, a, <laughs> like a, a, a yeah, like a martial arts master or something. And it's also got what is it? It's got um, Tony John. I think no, something like that. What the hell? Yeah, but I that, now, that movie there's looks also, bananas. There's that, and there's also Money Plane. Have you heard about Money Plane? I have heard about Money Plane, <laughs> and I listened to the uh, How Did This Get Made, where they talked about Money Plane. So I believe Money Plane might also need to be on our list. Okay. Just let me know. So those are the two. Those are the two that I think, again, there hasn't been many movies in 2020 because of the global pandemic. Yeah, well, Wonder but, Woman's officially coming to HBO Max in uh, in December. Cool. Very cool. No additional cost. Been done for a while. Can't wait. I wanted to see it for a while. So that's good. Yes. So Money Plane apparently is, it's it's an amazing, it's apparently an amazing movie for all different types of reasons. So yes, I think we might need to be watching this. And if I find it, I will send it your way. Well, I just got another uh, message from Arlen. She said, wow, you guys don't even know. You guys don't know shit about dog breeds. It's nope, sure wi- don't. It's Weimaraner, <laughs> not Wine Runner. Facepalm, facepalm. And a Yellow Lab is not the same breed as a Golden Retriever. <laughs> I'm well not be. even a dog. I'm not even a quote dog person. And I know all of this. Look goes back to my point of nuance, okay? I'm not going to defend <laughs> my knowledge of dog breeds, all right? I never said to have knowledge, all right? They look the same, all right? They that's just these are they're, they're dog breeds, okay? They're dogs. But golden retrievers are just long-haired versions of labs. Right? I just I, I don't care enough. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I, I, I I'm allergic to every dog. So the fact that I know anything about it, they should be so grateful. Okay? You're even allergic to the hypoallergenic dogs. Yeah, there's Maybe not, but probably a little bit. There's always there's always that dander to them. Sure, yeah. I don't know, but for like if I had a Shiba though, I'd I'd suffer. 
I'd suffer through it. I'd suffer through it. Yeah. But yeah, so, you know, sorry if I upset, if I offended anybody who was really, you know, upset by my lack of knowledge of dogs. Okay. I, I like I, I the ones I watch on, on Instagram or, or Sheba's. I see the most of those because they're adorable and they're funny looking and they, they make silly faces. There's also one that always smiles. Big fan of that one. Um, and every so often, you you know, you do a Google image search for Pomeranians and you can have a good laugh. Okay. Those are in chows. Uh, chow puppies are hilarious. So look those up. Look at some chow chow puppies. Look at them like bopping around. Big poofy clouds just bopping around. It's fun. That's Those are my thoughts on dogs. Deal with it. Sorry, not sorry. Sorry. Uh, all right. I got nothing else. You got anything else? That's it. Let's end this. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, you know what? Next time you see somebody walking a dog, just be like, hey, cute dog. Hey, thanks. By the way, he's abroad. What? It's a podcast. You know, you could go download it on any podcast service and review it on iTunes. So John will give you a dollar. I'd look to see if we owe anybody a dollar, but my iPad's in the other room. So I'm not going to do that. And I, you're not I can getting a make... Bitcoin dollar. Just FYI, that's not happening because Bitcoin is through the roof. <laughs> what about a dollar's worth of Bitcoin? Like a point zero 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 percent of a maybe. Bitcoin. Maybe, maybe okay. not. You have cool. to see. All right. Fair enough. Well, till next time, have a happy Thanksgiving. This podcast is over. <laughs>